0: Welcome. It's good to be together tonight to be able to study stewardship. And tonight we will focus on contentment, which Bob will follow up with worry. We <laughs> are good stewards
1: of our world. That's right. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, I think we talked about most of these things on Sunday. Life is a matter of choices, all right? And very key when it comes to stewardship. Everything belongs to God. And as stewards, we are accountable. I don't think we talked specifically about this, um, that if we think about it in broad categories, of course, it could be bigger than this, but. One way of thinking about it, we need to be good stewards of our time, good stewards of our talents, and good stewards of our treasure. We'll probably talk about that. I th- think it was solda that asked me, what's this class going to be about? And uh, I think this was one of the answers I gave her, that uh, we're, we're to be good stewards of our, our time, our talents, <clears throat> and our treasure. And we, we worked a little bit on singing a song that uh, has, a, has a, a nice connection to uh, the idea of, of stewardship and, and the recognition that uh, you know, our lives are simply what we offer up to God in, in view of what He has done for us. So let, let's sing this together. We'll sing it tw- uh, two times. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ. Me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All right. Uh, I've asked Tony if he would lead us in prayer as we start class. Father, we,
2: we, here, here we are to study about contentment and seems so simple and in, into defining a term but realize that our lives are <coughs> full of disarray turmoil and striving loss of hope and all these things in conflict with, with true contentment that you can find please help us please help us to be better stewards that are content Seems so elusive at times. We thank you for your patience and kindness with us as we endeavor to not just improve ourselves, but to be more like-minded with you and your son. And these things are foundational to our walk with you. Please help us. We may struggle at times with these things, there's no other way of walking and running toward you. Not seeking contentment with the worldly things, but the true contentment that only comes by being in peace with you. Thank you. Bless our study at this time. Many things spark our, our thoughts and our imaginations about what we should be doing, what we can take home with us. To start implementing Practicing. Thank
0: you. In your son's name. Amen. 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 I have four pages of notes, and I don't like that. Um, so I'd like I'd like to I do want to have some structure, but I I don't want to do all the talking. And uh, so I'll throw some things out there, but. Uh, I don't intend necessarily to follow my notes uh, closely uh, in, in every respect. Uh, it, I think it, it works to uh, start out what does it mean to be content? What, how do you, what does that uh, say to you? If you're going to explain to somebody, you need to be content, that means what? What does that mean to you, Sarah? Being at
3: peace with your circumstances.
0: Okay, Tony mentioned that. Uh, he mentioned the word peace. Being at peace with your circumstances. Okay? Satisfied. Okay, that you are satisfied.
4: Looked uh, up in the dictionary yeah. and it just said happy with what one has, yeah, uh, and not desiring something more or different.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay, Well else? Yeah, Micah. Seeing God's purpose and His will in what we have. Okay. I like that. Seeing God's purpose in what we have. Know where I got this, but it was written in my Bible with uh, one of the probably one of the passages you thought about when uh, we talk about contentment. Um, you
3: know,
0: it's if you're content, it's that you you have this attitude that you know I have enough uh, as as. Joy mentions, I'm not, I'm not desiring more or I need something different. And we can all think of the, you know, the shiny object that uh, we, that that really hits us with. We're we get it and then we're content with it. But if you're like me, it's for only a short while and it not long until, huh? You hear about the the newer item or the different one and. and. I
4: don't. Yeah. where David says i calmed and quieted myself I'm like a lean child with its mother like a lean child and child and content I always think of the, um, the importance of trust you know, a, lean, a, child, a lean child is contented because he's full and trusts his mother
0: <coughs> thank you for that I think that's really important um, think back all the way to the beginning. Think back to Adam and Eve. And how does contentment play in there and what does it have to do with trust? I mean, it's, it's everything, isn't it? It's it's their picture. Tony.
2: I you'll address this with one of the later questions, but I think that's like, for me, contentment seems so elusive because we define the term, but that doesn't, it's not all-encompassing. And so, like, from one aspect, you can look in contentment, and it's the not desiring more or anything different. But from a different perspective, that well, that's not a bad thing, though, either, to desire more or something different, but yet you can still be content. Yeah. And so, like, we're trying to define a term and say that it's always this, but it's not. There's something more at the core there, I think, and that's why we're, da- we're dancing around with this, with our definition. We're dancing yeah. around what that core is. Yeah and the way in which it manifests itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, Bob.
1: Underneath all that yeah. is a heavenly expectation. Yes. That brings the contentment, however it is a dot desire in and of itself.
6: Yeah.
0: You know, you think about it, are we to be content in our walk with God? We we argue both sides of that. You know, that God doesn't expect more of me than I'm able to do, and so I shouldn't look at what I'm not able to do is, oh, oh, if I were only able to do this and that. But then on the other hand, contentment could be complacency, yes. and, And lead to laziness and all that. Is that. Well, I'm supposed to be content. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it is, I think true contentment is a gift from God. Um, I think it is all of these things. But I th- I believe Bob's point too is really important. You know what's our what's our paradigm for for the for everything that we're thinking about in this regard? And if it if it is an eternal heavenly god word kind of thinking then then all of this all this fits well what uh let's see i got this let's look at this Categories of life where we struggle to be content. What are some? What are some areas of life? Humor me. That uh, we struggle being content money. with our money. Right. Our. I'm, I'm going to say it more broadly. Our possessions. Yeah, John. I um. <sighs> I was going to kind of mention that when it comes to material things. Like,
6: I've gone into my garage and realized that sometimes I have two of a thing. Uh And, like, I get really frustrated with myself (laughs) because, like, I really want that thing. And then, apparently, I forget about it and (laughs) not to want it again. um, For sure, that, like, (coughs) me like struggling to be content with possessions, especially in in such an affluent country.
2: It's very yeah.
0: Very yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hebrews uh, thirteen and verse five. Let your character be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, "I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you." Uh, our our money, our things
7: in this country we lose track because if it if i want something i just go get it because well not even that anymore right now i just get on my phone and I, it's going to be at my house and within two days yeah we, we've ordered things and stuff shows up the day i ordered it for a new book or something yeah i think that it makes it so much harder for us <coughs> to recognize contentment because it's right at my fingertips. Literally from my through my phone to get something.
0: I'm gonna play off of that a little bit. So, so, what what helps us then? What helps us to realize where we have gotten to, and how that is a challenge then to being content? What 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 do we do that regrounds us? Uh, I'm
3: just thinking of you know how when I was a kid, you'd get the Sears robot catalog and you'd look through it and you'd mark all the pages of stuff you wanted and you'd show mom and dad and you knew that even if they did get it for you, it's going to be like a couple weeks before it gets there and then they're going to hide it until Christmas or whatever. And and so it's like being able to resist that impulse vibe can, I mean, if I go into a bookstore, you know, I have to say... Just say no to the book. Do I really want it? Yeah. Working at Joann's, just say no to the pretty fabric. I mean, that's like the mantra um, uh, all the time. And just stepping back and saying, all right, do I really need this? Do I really want this? And not just pressing the, yeah. the checkout button or, or whatever it is.
0: Long, long time ago... When I would be roaming the Sears Craftsman store, you know, when they had those, uh, and you'd see something, you see something I, I, I thought I wanted, I, I would say, okay, now just just wait, you know, give it give it thirty minutes or whatever, and if after you wandered the store, if you still still think you really needed them, maybe, but you know, rather than just I just I just get it, I just get it, yeah,
4: I. Our- Mine and Vernon's first big TV, we had the money to buy it, Uh but we decided we would save up for it instead of spending what we already had. So the anticipation of that was so much fun (laughs) because every time we put $10 or $20 back, it it made us a little closer, and we really enjoyed that. So we kind of decided to do that with other things, and that... But we're still getting them, though. So yeah. I'm not sure whether that means we were not content to yeah. begin yeah. or not.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is putting a at least a, a restriction. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: I think for me, it's a lack of thankfulness. Like when I want more, I need to actually just be thankful for what I have. Um, I'm looking outward, and I'm not looking at all that i think been given.
0: This came up in our Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians class a lot. Uh, <clears throat> what were some comments you made about being thankful and how that's, that's helpful to us? Do you recall?
6: Uh, yeah, uh, well, where a minute. Uh, um, just about thankfulness as uh, an antidote to being taken captive or carried away from Jesus. When we're, when we're thankful, we're not looking for something else. And we go back to where, where the devil goes to uh, Eve and gets her to, to think about: Does God have my best interests in mind? Yeah. Is He holding back from me? Yeah. And that, in that uh, thankfulness, is an antidote to discontentment, where we search
0: for something else. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's really, I think that's really important. Uh, that'll be a part of our daily routine to. To be thanking God and, and not just say, well, thank you for everything you've given me, but probably to be more thoughtful, more mecha- more mechanical, maybe even about it, and to list the things. I mean,
5: um, when I was just kind of looking through some verses, First Timothy six, yes, seven, and yes. um, eight really kind of uh, hit me where it says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content and so it's just that reminder that it's just stuff and we cannot take it with
0: us. So, Vernon was the one who who pointed out to me that you you don't see uh, trailers, U-hauls uh, hooked up to hearses, you know? <laughs> you you can't take it with you. I saw another hand and I didn't. Yes. Well,
6: and when you were right, he was 13 5 and 6. Yeah. That I mean, the antidote to the being free from the love of money, being content with what have, is he's never going to leave us forsake us. He is, he is always there, and we confidently say, "The Lord's my helper; I will not fear what shall man do to me." Like, like I think that's an antidote to our contentments,
0: seeking contentment Yeah. If uh, I'm confident, if if God had been physically Um, obviously present with Eve and Adam when they chose to uh, listen to the serpent and eat. I'm sure they probably it could have been a different outcome. And the same thing is true for me in my life. The reality is he's always there. The, The problem is I don't stop to think about it. I don't stop to think about, oh, Here's my here's my source, here's my life, here's my here's my savior, here's my creator. What would what about would I do this if I obviously present.
3: I'm wondering if another way to like hold ourselves in check is to sounds weird, so I don't know if it makes any sense, is to not pay attention to the world. I'm mm. just thinking of like Fashion. Some of the people I write with are very. They have a very good sense of fashion and they're fashion conscious, but but they don't go crazy with it. But at the same time, you know, they're like, "Did you see what so and so was wearing on yeah. the red carpet?" And I'm like, "Who and what red carpet?" <laughs> um, that's just me not yeah. having any yeah. awareness. But I mean, if you don't follow the latest fashion trends or the newest bells and whistle that you can put on your car yeah. or whatever, then you're less likely to go, Oh, I must I must get rid of this perfectly good car and get one that has a different horn.
0: It is the enticement. It is the enticement. I
1: think mean, it all comes back to as as we mature in Christ and that heavenly expectation that we that we said all this stuff sets on. As that grows in our hearts, it takes us it takes us over. Yeah. and those things become unimportant, and uh, I see that with my age and development because I used to have to have everything. You know, uh, I would if I hadn't hadn't found the Lord, I would have been I would have had three rental units probably to put my ex- extra stuff in. Yeah. And I praise God that uh, you know He's in my life and yeah. shown me a better way. But I believe those run right alongside each other. Our interest in God and our and our heavenly home—it goes up, and the rest of that, this world is not my home. It goes down the drain. Yeah. It doesn't mean
0: anything. Yeah, it yeah. Do I see a hand. <clears throat> Something for me is
7: recognizing how much we have is to give it away. Um, at work, I've I've picked up homeless people and given them rides just mm-hmm. to um, get them help help them get an our county and move them to the next one just to get them a little closer, but. I've, I've taken them into gas stations and bought them drinks or whatever because mm-hmm. it's been 100 degrees. Yeah. And, um, and I say, hey man, go get something to eat. And they come back with like a honey bun and one bottle of water. And I'm like, that's, that's what you want? Like I'm expecting to spend 20 bucks and he wants me to spend $3. And so to me, that's been a gut check to me that like I need to check myself because I've, I, I have too grandiose of an expectation for myself. Where, you know, someone else is trying to do, you know, with less. Yeah. And so that's something that I think all of us can recognize is that there's people that live a different lifestyle than us that do work off of much less than what, you know, know, we go to Texas Roadhouse and spend, you know, whatever it is for two of us or three of us. And this guy is thinking, honey bun's enough for me for the next day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: What's another area where we struggle with contentment besides possessions?
2: Don't relationships.
0: Relationships.
6: That's
0: a good one. I, had, I hadn't, I hadn't uh, pinned that that one.
3: I mean, and that's both relationships that you have and ones that you don't. The lack right. of right. the relationship. Right, you know? right. Being you. single or, or whatever. Uh, I mean.
0: Having a best this, friend.
3: You know, yeah. <coughs> Who's just, your best friend? You know, and like looking at all of these nice married couples in the class and going, gee, that looks so nice from out here. But yeah. it's hard to be content with my puppy dog and I. So yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, just, uh, you want, you're want. not married, so you want to be married. Once you get married, you want to have kids. You want to have the first kid. You want to have the second kid. Uh, you want to have grandkids but You know, it's always an endless cycle. But then yeah. also C.S. Lewis talks about um, the war for the inner ring to where you're not part of that, that new group. And you, you're uh-huh. always seeking to really be part of that. Yeah. And so you're always dissatisfied with your ring of friends because... Uh-huh. They're, ne- they're never cool enough. They're not part of that, that special inner circle. Then you realize there's an inner circle to the inner circle. <laughs> and if you're always seeking that, you know, if, if you see that in Hollywood and things like yeah. that. But yeah. it happens on a regular basis at work, at school, at home. Uh, well, yeah,
0: it can happen here, started. right? You standing in the auditorium after services are over and you see... Groups of people talking, having a great time, and you're kind of standing there wondering, where where do I belong? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. I did.
0: Position. Position. Always seeking. What's 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 next? I've been doing this for X number of months or years. What's next? I'm kind of bored with what I'm doing. What What's next? What's my next challenge?
1: Yeah.
2: And when we were talking about this, kind of kind of started to all kind of revolve around three things of flesh, eyes, and pride.
0: Very good. What else? You know, there's
6: some things that we want to achieve and we don't have. There's sometimes we find ourselves, we're in a situation... I guess it's, a, it's the opposite side of the same point. I'm going through crisis. Health, relationship, right? Yeah. And I yeah. want to be... Not necessarily I want to achieve, I want more. I just want out of where I'm at now. Yeah. I don't know if that's a... Yeah, uh, yeah. Sense. I think about, like, Paul in prison, right? And the thankfulness... You know that
0: he exhibited, even in. I mean, look at look at Philippians four. I'm sure you thought of that passage, Philippians four, uh, beginning in verse ten, and speaking to uh, the Christians in Philippi uh, about their support of him. and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need I can do all things through him who strengthens me Hmm.
3: another kind of category is like talents or abilities it's like I can you know I can quilt a quilt, but somebody else can make a dress, and therefore I'm not satisfied with the abilities that I have. Or, or if I have some ability, I want it to—I want to have it in more abundance than what I do. Yeah. Um, or just a little different. Or right. Right. I want the what was it—the spiritual gift of crocheting? <laughs> Is that what you wanted the other day?
1: It's been years a, that kind of falls under provenance, too. Well, that, that's an interesting one. God-given gifts and <laughs> uh, where, where we are with our talents and how we differ with those. And, man, I want yours. If I don't want mine. I don't want yours. Uh, or I'd like to have mine and yours, too. Um, yeah. Um, and and that can, of course, rock out into the just everyday life of you're living better than me. Yeah. You got a better paying job? Than yeah. You. Yeah, just all of that. And it's not fair, God. And You're that's not providing for me the same as you are this person. That's
0: like Psalm seventy-three, the slipping saint. I mean he looks all around him and is like, Man, all these people who aren't following God, they're they got it made. Life's going great for them. I I maybe I ought to, maybe that's the way I ought to go until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I was reminded about, you know, the truth of things. And
4: yeah, Kind of related to that, just in general, um, we're not content a lot of times with answers from God. Yes, yes. You know, what our problems in the circumstances yeah. are, or just spiritual questions. Just, why doesn't he just explain everything to me? That's really what Psalm 31 is about. We're... David said, I'm not going to consider things that are beyond me. We really struggle with just being content at letting God be who he is and um, staying in our place, in our humble position.
0: It's challenging. So... There's, there were three. Um, what can we use or do to develop an attitude then of contentment? Katrina. Yeah, when
3: we're looking
4: at Olympians, I think the yeah. first part of that chapter pretty much goes out what how to be content. Um, yeah, you know, Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, let your reason to Reasonableness to be known. Don't be anxious, but pray, with, you know, um, and then think on, think on the good things. And a big part of that is, for us, is slowing down long enough to do that.
2: It's funny, he says almost the same things, maybe in a more abbreviated version, though, in First Thessalonians five. He says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances.
0: For this is the will of God in Christ for you." Yeah, no, I don't think that was a, a mistake or a happenstance, right? He just keeps circling back it's to the same guy writing it. He's thought about it a
2: little bit further and he expanded upon it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the the basic tenets, the basic guidelines that are going to have the the result that we that we say we want. What else? What else do we do to develop an attitude of contentment? Um, The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 11, uh, Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Memorizing and meditating on Scripture. And this is a part of Katrina, slow down. <clears throat> it's one thing to read scripture; it's another thing to then ponder it. And wow, what does that really look like? What does that really mean for me? What what difference is that going to make in my life? How does that How does that connect with other things that I read in scripture? Joy
5: and I were talking about how you know one day we can be doing really good at being content and the next day we went to a friend's house and we saw something, you know, or whatever might trigger and knowing those scriptures and having those in our hearts so that when I am yeah, when I do face that and go, oh, I'm doing it again that verse pops into your mind and you think, okay you know, I, I know better I need to be thankful for that.
0: And you know, that came up in the psalm study last night Psalm 56 that David says, Hey, when I'm afraid I will trust in you and life's great and then the next verse, you know, he's going back through it all over again. And it, it doesn't it doesn't always last and that's not a a fault. It just means you gotta circle back again. Correct. I mean, we now have access to other people's lives and their homes and their stuff in a way that we have not previously where we see uh, their social media, we see yeah. their posts. Yeah. It always seems like their lives are cooler, and their houses are bigger, and their things are nicer than ours. Um, I think one of the ways that we can fight against contentment is just to stop comparing ourselves to others. Yes, yes. Get off of social media from time to time.
3: Well, and this sounds odd. What else would you expect from me? But taking a look at how the other half lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, seeing what it looks like to not have, and then you realize what you do have, whether that is uh, understanding what people in other countries, what Christians in other countries are going through. Um, There is some story... And I'm trying to remember who it was, who told it. I want to say it was Deborah's dad. Yeah. About, you know, there's, they they gave him this piece of chicken or something. And, you know, he ate all the meat off of it. And they're like, are you done? Yes. Are you sure? I mean, are you sure? And then they ate up all the bones and the pieces that he would have just thrown out because that's just what you do. I still remember true. him
0: talking about them putting sand in their food to make it go further. Y'all remember him? The remember. Babies.
3: <gasps> their babies. And so, just like looking, taking, deliberately going and looking, and not just like as a sightseer, but you know, take a look, do something about it. Yeah. Um,
0: Andrew mentioned that other earlier. Give yeah. give things away, Bob. Uh,
1: Ephesians two ten. So yes. We are His workmanship. He's made us for good works, and He did that from before time began. So when we are fulfilling His will and doing good works, we will find
0: contentment in them. Yeah. Okay. We'll find we'll find the lasting kind when we do that, and it doesn't cost doesn't necessarily cost money. It might but it'll still be that lasting kind of it won't be the it won't be the spending of money to accumulate for myself yeah another thing Katrina.
5: Um, one thing with the giving away that has helped
4: me um, I thought I was a giver until I married Tony and he
3: he pushed me so he said um, give until it stops hurting
2: because if it still hurts you still hold on too much
3: yeah
4: and that really pushes you to trust
3: that
0: it's not it's not about what you're doing. <clears throat> I think we looked at we've looked at some of these, uh, not this one. Luke twelve fifteen. Beware and be on your guard against every form of greed, for not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. Not even, not even when you have an abundance. Again, I I, I like to, I I convince myself that, you know, uh, contentment is a problem for people that don't have an abundance. (laughs) Because if you had an abundance, you'd be content. But we know that's not true. We looked at that passage, thank you Amanda. We looked at that one. And then we looked at the Philippians passage. Okay. Pray. Be thankful. Focus on the true value of life. In Mark 8, Jesus makes the statement asks the questions. The question, what would you give in exchange? What would you trade for your soul? And we think about, you know, what is what is the true value? What what really what things are really important? You've heard this said that no one has ever stated on their deathbed, I wish I had spent more time at the office. Or you know you you fill in the blank oh. when when life is ne- when the end of life is near what what people recognize really matters is boiled down to a, a simple few and this again I think we talked about this on on Sunday but we need to keep coming back to this that. Remembering that everything I've got comes from God, and He has given uh, some people more than He does others, and it, it's not intended that everybody's going to have the same amount. And the idea again that if I, as as I have been given, then I have that much responsibility to we We talked a lot
2: about letting go and the balance of that. says, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord, and I'm laying hold of, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these other things are taken care of, but even, even things that, you know, we, we say, well, you know, if, if, I wouldn't worry about working too much at work, spending time with your family, but even that can become something that you lay hold on too tightly with yes. Yes. It, you can lose, it. Job lost them all
6: in a day
0: Yeah,
2: but the things that are imperishable and reminding yourself of those things and always striving towards those things always seeking ways to, mm-hmm. to obtain those treasures uh, the others just almost become immaterial I'm going I'm to these. say that my wife is a tool but she's a tool for me to obtain more things for the
0: future I yeah. my help to get there Katrina said that she thought she was a, a, a giver a good giver until she met Tony and so I'll built a springboard off of that can on, on this topic of contentment can do we have the capacity are we open enough? are we willing to help each other with this? Sometimes it's hard to see it in, in myself. It's hard to see that I'm maybe greedy or that, man, I I do have, I maybe don't have three rental units full of stuff, but I got a lot of stuff. And sometimes I probably ought to be questioned about decisions and choices because I need to be brought back to, John, is this really in alignment with your heavenly perspective? Not in a judgmental way, but in a helpful way. I don't know. I don't know that it would take a lot of courage for someone to challenge and it would take a fair amount of humility and probably maturity to be willing to consider someone pointing something out. Whether it's right or not, whether it's true or not, at least to be able to say, thank you for sharing that with me. I need to I need to consider that some more.
5: Not to minimize that by any means, but the best way for me to be motivated to do do more, to give more, is to see that in other people
0: uh-huh. and okay.
5: realize that's what I want to imitate.
0: Okay. Or so another way of helping. Yes.
5: When someone does something for me and I see, wow, I want to turn around and find ways where I can be
7: that motivates me to do more. Okay, or do that. okay. okay. Um, speaking to, you know, pointing it out to other people, that's what Nathan did to David and said, let me tell you this little story real fast. You're the man. Yeah. I mean, that's the same idea we see yeah. that an example of addressing it with our, our peers. Yeah,
0: yeah. And granted, he was God's messenger in that, but he was his greatest friend right then. So, maybe some keys to contentment. Trust in God's providential care. Know what you can't take with you. Realize what is essential for life. Understand that material things do not satisfy. And understand that true contentment is a gift from God. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think I pray often. To be content. That uh, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing. John. Yes, Michael. Uh,
1: going back to a point that Craig made about uh, our need to stop comparing ourselves to other people. If we rejoice for other
0: people, Uh
1: that will help us in our contentment. Being, Being thankful for how God is blessing and working in other people's lives instead of, oh, I wish
3: I had that.
4: the other, um, you're a discontented person if that's your thought process. And not only, um, you know, seeing that in yourself. But if you see a brother or sister who just spends a lot of time being frustrated, unhappy, that's, that's discontentment. That's not, um, being satisfied with what God's doing in your life. And that's something that you You know, can gently try to help someone with, but you know, starting starting with ourselves.
0: I think that's really good. Kind of self-evaluate. Where do I find? Where do I find me?
1: And along with that. Why, how can I abate and change my my thought pattern? And sometimes that's an environmental, you know, uh, especially with with uh, the internet and the world wide web today. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunity there to poison your mind uh, that we're all aware of, and we we strive to be on guard regarding that. <coughs>
0: Right.
6: Well, we live in a society where contentment, I mean, it's in like an epidemic in the sense that if I'm just, if I'm not, if I'm not content with my gender, I can just declare and become something else. But when we show discontent with some of the small, quote unquote, smaller things, we're just feeding into that mindset, and if we can really do the things on the right, then that's going to differentiate us from people. And people are going to just, probably without even us approaching them, we're going to say, what's different about you, right? And uh, if we can just exhibit that and get away from the frustration the yeah. and the jealousy.
3: Trustworthy in a little, trustworthy in a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Discontented in a little, discontented a
0: So, yeah, and that, your comment made me think about what Karen shared, that, you know, when I see others do things, it's it's instructive to me. And we need to live purposefully so that our lives are instructive, so that they are the examples that would show that, wow, something's more important to you than all the things of this life that seems like everybody else is trying to get and accomplish. Again, I think as Tony said, and then now, Tony, I'll, I'll give that to you, but there's a balance in all of this. It's not like God doesn't bless us and, and intend for us to enjoy our blessings or that even it's wrong to have more blessings. But what is what is it doing, what is it doing inside of me? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
2: a thought exercise a little bit of just uh, which of the Ten Commandments doesn't relate to someone not being content? And you think about that, the majority of those deal with the what someone does because they're not content huh. with God or with people, with what they have. And so all these things occur because of that. And this is what he's telling to the people that he has just brought out of slavery in Egypt and they are the most discontent individuals. <laughs> but yet, in the Psalms and in Prophets, those are the things that God or God through the prophets, through the psalmist, reflect back on. They get historical. Uh, this is what God has done for you. So the people that were going through those things that he's saying, that was a blessing for them, they're the most discontent. But it's, it's the thing for us to remember, this is what God has done for us then. Do you not think he'll continue to do that for you now? And I think that's, that helps me with contentment as I remember where I was like I'm still Jenny from the block kind of thing. You know, I used to have a little and I have a lot. But uh, what I will then have in the future and I didn't get there in a day, but God has brought me all along the yeah. way. Yeah. And so the more I remember and account my blessings, the more I go back and look and see what God has been doing and has done. That I can be kept, content because I know He will continue to provide and continue to grow, continue to
0: bless. He will, He will give me enough for the thing. Yeah. you yeah. yeah, have the old saying,
6: "No
1: God, no peace"? No God, no peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's that is key to everything we're talking
6: yeah.
3: about. I really want to know the answer to question number seven. <laughs> is that the ambition question? It is. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I worry about because it's like if I have ambition and want to improve myself or get better or get a. Yeah. No more education for me, but I'll use it as an example <laughs> more education, whatever. Does that mean I'm not content? Does that mean I'm looking forward to a new level of content? I don't know
0: isn't is begin it seems so basic but it gets back to well what how's it going to help you in your eternal pursuits and and it may very well have a benefit because you're working every moment god gives you here to become more of what he's enabled you to be but but for what end and i think it's the for what end that we have to answer and if if it's not if it's not about myself or someone else uh, being led to him closer relationship with him then maybe maybe the ambition is not is not appropriate.
4: Thanks for class, thank you.